Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 47 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The Depressisode. The episode where JP is damaged in transit. And I'm depressed because right as we record, the neighbor next door is just mowing the grass right outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, really? <laughs> oh, I, I love, uh, JP has a little bit of anxiety going on right now, which is awesome, thanks to Barry. Barry's poking at JP before we record today. I'm not poking at him. I simply mentioned something, and, and he's like, no, that doesn't exist. And I said, I'll show you, and I did. <laughs> we'll talk you about it at the end. Sure so you, have to listen. you have to listen to the whole episode, and then at the very end, we'll talk about it because JP doesn't want to spoil it. <laughs> let's get on with this episode. Yeah, let's get on. So, um, as always, you can find us everywhere, but if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, we would highly appreciate it. Um, also, the Switch Collector is for sale. Um, it's available at switchopedia.com, and hopefully within the next month or so, it shall be shipping. Depends on how long it takes to come from overseas, because we're literally at the behest of COVID shipping right now. <laughs> oh, it's gotten bad. I have something from a town 40 minutes away, shipped out two weeks ago, still hasn't arrived. Jeez. I have something from Wisconsin that's just maybe being delivered today after being lost in transit. Yeah, it's it's insane. And I, you can't even you can't even do anything about it. Like you uh-uh. reach out and after you fill out the USPS forms like 10 pages of mm-hmm. of questions, then they come back and they're like, "Oh, it just says that it's, you know, currently here." And I'm like, "I know that. I I tracked it. I need more information." They're like, "Oh, we don't have anything. It's just en route." And I'm like, <laughs> "It's it was in Jersey City. I mean, Jersey City from us, Barry, is not yeah. far. We can not drive there." And yeah. I, I can't understand what's going on, and it's just, I have to believe I'm still going to get the packages at some point, but I have no idea. I have a package coming, someone someone posted they got something from PlayAsia. I'm like, I didn't get that yet. Like, did I order that? I, I knew I ordered that, well, the Play Exclusive. Well, that the, was weird. And, oh, yeah. and I, I went and I tracked, I found the shipping, I tracked it, and on the 14th of April, yeah. It arrived in Chicago. Oh, yeah, mine's in two. Chicago. And I called them up. I called them up. They're like, oh, leave a call back. We'll call you back in like an hour and a half whenever we get to you. So they called me back, and I was what's going on? They said, oh, yeah, that's still customs. It hasn't yeah. made it through customs yet. So they, they can be in customs for one day to 30 days. And like the next day, uh, ironically, I got notification that it's out of customs, but it's mm. still in, in the, the Chicago, greater Chicago area. Jeez. So it, it took it took. In two, just over two weeks to uh, to go through customs. Because, and again, it's not high priority. I did mm-hmm. get my bubble bobble um, from Strictly Limited, mm-hmm. and that had actually been ripped open, taped. You know, customs had inspected that box, yep. and they damaged that little circular thing you get with it too, which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're they're going crazy right now with, with customs. So my recommendation is that you know you have to. Be patient with shipping nowadays because you got to think about it with everything going as is with minimal manning going on and social distancing. They're only having a fraction of the amount of workers working at postal services, at shipping services, at distribution services, at call centers. And you all can just do what I do. And it's just like Christmas when you get something. I don't track anything. (laughs) I don't have OCD. I don't go crazy. I don't obsess over everything that I've ordered. I just let it show up when it shows up. And if something doesn't come later, I'll contact them. 
and figure <laughs> it out. Cause well, that's, I, that's what I do, but I was just curious when someone posted they hey, had this. I'm like, did I get this? You both yeah. just told and, stories about how you're OCD going on these websites and contacting these companies. Well, so. see, I, con- well, I contacted the USPS, but the reason I did, when I found that it was in customs, I was fine. I just I didn't know that was customs. So I thought yeah. it was just sitting in a Chicago post office for mm-hmm. two weeks. Like, why hasn't this moved? I understand being slower, but this package should have moved within two weeks. And when I found that it was customs, I was fine with that. I totally understand. And, and I thank all the workers that are, are out there doing the jobs in customs and in the mail right now because it, it's a dangerous position and 100% am, am for them. Um, once I just needed that information. And now that I know, it's like, okay, if I see that, it's going to be customs. Hey, just treat it like Christmas, man. Treat it like I Christmas. Damn Limited it. run is like Christmas. When a package shows up, I'm like, oh, I don't know idea what's even in this. It's probably something ordered six months ago. I have not gotten my Bubble Bobble yet. I would like to play it. but um, It's probably in the customs for you. It's in somewhere. Yeah, it's fine. And, I mean, I got four games in this week, which is huge for me. So I, I actually got the I mean, US my... version 2 came in. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get anything. I'm, I'm just confused because I had four comic boxes, like half-size boxes sent out by my friend, end of March. Three of them came in within a day of each other. One is still en route. <laughs> like to me that just doesn't make sense and yeah it's not a high priority it's just it's an expensive box that's the only thing i'm just Fell concerned that it's seat. either gone <laughs> i feel like it's just gone at this point and i hope not it's not gone it'll show up when you least expect it exactly yeah. exactly so, so all you got to do is say oh i'm not going to get that and then it shows up and go oh how about that i did I hope so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it was uh Interesting, interesting week of pickups. Um, I know this week I got in Trails of Mana finally. It showed up mm-hmm. on Tuesday for me, so right. it takes like extra time. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, so Amazon's just slow, um, to be expected. Um, I finally got in a couple of uh, Play Asia games, East Asia Soft games. Um, got in Ghostblade HD, so I got the limited version of that finally. Nice. Um, and oh, Coffee Crisis by Mega Cat, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got in those, and then the, today, um, Donut County came in finally. So Which from the from Best Buy? No, from the I Am Eight Bit one. From some dude in New York, which was the oh. I Am Eight Bit. Some guy in New York just mailed it. It was like they didn't have a business on it. Just it's the I Am Eight Bit one, but like it just came in the mail, and I'm like, oh, I was like, Who, who's this guy? And then it was, <laughs> it was that release, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And there's no like, um. There's no, like, logo on the front outside of, like, the E for everyone. <laughs> like, there's no, like, they didn't put E stage stuff. It's on the back. So, really interesting. And they put the developer on the spine instead of the publisher, which everybody else puts the publisher. So, interesting way to do Wait, which it. Which game is this? On Donut County. Yeah, Donut County Ooh. has the Annapurina Interactive on the spine instead of East, instead of like I am eight bit or whoever the publishers. Really well, interesting. Well, and important is the should be the publisher for the game. Should be, but it's not. Mm. Yeah, really weird. Really weird. Ben Esposito's the developer too. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's really really cool though to get in a bunch of games. I have opened up zero of them because, <laughs> because I've been. <laughs> Um, playing lots of different cool stuff. I got. I'll, I'll talk about after we talk about the game of the week. I'll talk about what I've been playing out of my backlog, which has been really fun. And we actually have some uh, 
listener feedback for that one too. Okay. So hey, what what have you gotten in this week? Yeah, what are you getting? Ah, uh, crap! I'm trying to think. because uh, everything's still on the table. I got the bubble 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 bobbles in bubble bubble. I got a donut county county and gorgonzola. If that might have been last week too. Oh, trousers and mana came in on Friday. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I paid extra for that one, even though I haven't touched it yet. I just wanted to make sure I had it. Uh, the code release that came out last week came Monday from Amazon. Mm-hmm. So that's a limited edition of that. And for the Switch, I'm not thinking anything else. I, I got like Predator for PS4, and then I found out afterwards that it's online only because I got mm-hmm. it from my wife who loves Predator. And I handed it to her. I said, mail call, but you're not going to like the front cover. And she looked at that and <laughs> just tossed it back to me and said, take that garbage back. <laughs> like, she said, get to the chopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I hate online only games, and that's like yeah. that's just annoying. So, because they they do become coasters, but it's really hard to return right now to Amazon. I'm not even. I'm like, I'm just gonna swallow it. You know what they mm-hmm. need to do now is they need to do DLC for it so you can play in the Running Man. Yeah, <laughs> I got moving out. Moving out came out uh, yesterday. I think moving out arrived. Mm-hmm. So that that was there, and I'm probably missing one or two things from PlayAsia. Low limited run. I got mm-hmm. Bad North yep. came in finally. And uh, one of the Chemco RPGs for PS4 came with it. Uh, I just, hey, Jeffrey, I, you complained well, that I have like the special shipping, and Barry got Bad North in. Yeah, yesterday. I didn't get it in. <laughs> I got it like a day before you. It's but not a big but, deal. but I, I got it with a PS4 game, so I thought that was probably delaying it. Hmm. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe the, the PS4 probably, game was I think out. it was the other way around, probably. I got but, in uh, none of the things. <laughs> I got it in four it's games. That's good enough for me. That's plenty to play. See, see, for me, like when I when I get things in, I'm like super cautious. So I just put everything on the dining room table in stacks of like this is this day, this is this day, and after a week, I'll I'll take it downstairs where I'm recording. So like I, I don't have it in front of me. Normally, I would have it all in front of me, but I'm mm-hmm. just trying to stay away from it, resist the temptation to to start playing them or, or mess around with them or catalog them or you know anything like that. Yeah. I just want to play safe. I don't want to get sick. Yeah, that's a good idea, though. To what about you? Precautions. Yeah, so I, I used to be good, and I would get games in, and i keep them on the table for the episode, so I knew exactly what I had. And Lately, uh-huh. I get them in, and I just put them downstairs and follow them right away. But this week, I got the Best Buy versions of Goragoa, uh, Hotline Miami. No, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Wild Hearts, sorry. I'm just thinking two unique games, Sayonara Wild Hearts and Donut County. And then for those who don't follow me on Twitter or Facebook, they are different slightly than the I Am 8-Bit version. So the there's no interior artwork. It's just a white inside cover. Uh, the UPC code is different, and there's no goodies inside. So uh, one of them had a badge. One had a booklet. Actually, the really cool one had to have been the uh, Goragoa. Actually had a window uh, made in the back of the case. And they don't have that with the Best Buy version. So it's the same price, but technically different variants of them. Um, so I got those in. I got Moving Out. Uh, I got that as well. And then from Amazon Japan, I got the Hatsune Miku Collector's Edition that had the five CD soundtrack and nice collector box that came in. And then also I got Bad North Collector's Edition from Limited Run Games. And I did get the Code Realized Collector Edition for the Switch uh, from Amazon. And I think... I want to say that's everything that came in. I feel, oh no, you know what? I think I also got the uh, physical releases this oh, week yes, of, yes. of the European. So it was uh, 
Degrees of Separation, uh, Firefighter, Real Heroes, and one other one that I bought that nobody else wants. Um, I can't remember what it is. Uh, so Not good of a game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I don't remember what it is. I followed it away, but I got those in. So uh, quite a number of titles came in this week, which was nice. I want to say maybe even every day I got at least one game in, which which I always enjoy. Yeah, uh, I'm a variant collector, and those variants, when you posted that, I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, and then when I found it, it was just back variants or, or like the internal and missing stuff. I was like, those are not cover, like cover variants I like, but yeah. if it's not a, like a front cover variant kind of deal, i just like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need to buy a lesser version. I'll keep with the IM8 bit versions. You oh, justify ones. that yeah. to yourself. I like it. It's good. I did get one other thing that came in today. So I had it initially when it came out. I sold it. And because I like variant boxes and I like variant covers, I rebought from a fellow collector on the Facebook group the Psycho Collection Volume 3 Limited Edition because it came with a little box to hold all three Asia releases in it. And then it came with the uh, two-sided, two of them, uh, variant cover slips. So I realized I probably should have kept those initially, so I rebought that. Nice. I still haven't bought Volume 3 yet. I still need to get that. Well, you could just buy the U.S. 1 mm-hmm. and 2 and be done with it. Well, I have 1 and 2 Asian, so i got to get the third ah. one. to. You know what? If you don't need the Collector Edition, I actually have two of them now. Oh, I so don't I could... need the Collector's Edition. And mine that came in that box is sealed, so I could sell you that one. There we go. Sounds All like right. good to me. All right. <laughs> I'll finally winner, get winner, that chicken dinner. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy crazy week though, as always. It's been fun. yeah, it's been fun. Oh, I I do want to say one thing. You mentioned very briefly the Switch Collector book, but I was fortunate enough to get mm-hmm. one of the early copies in. I did a quick two minute little unboxing on on Twitter, and I shared it on Facebook. But I personally have to say, you know, I've been collecting your books for a while, so I know the quality to expect, and it's always up there. But my God, this book is amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, I'm. I may be a little biased because I was a part of it, but I mean, it's on my coffee table now, and it's just like the perfect piece. Like, I'm walking over to it now. It's beautiful. <laughs> you have the two double ribbons, right? You have the red and blue. You have the nice slip cover. And then you have, what, 300 plus pages? 312. <laughs> yeah, just for year one of the Switch. And it goes back to people, you know, making comments on Facebook like, you're, you know, the Switch is still going on and you're making a book. And I'm thinking, it is 312 pages. For year one, as yeah. of right now, the slowest year of the Switch, um, and I'm just I'm just amazed. Like I keep flipping through it. I love seeing my my little section, but I mean, just seeing all of the games that came out, and I'm using it now because I've decided I I kind of want to go for the Japanese only titles. And even I didn't know everything that was just in year one, so I'm looking at your book, and I'm just like I got to go find these titles now. And I'm so glad that we have this because it's such an easy way to keep track. So. If you haven't already, this is my little sales pitch to pre-order your copy. Uh, you can go to switchopedia.com. I mean, the book is, is gorgeous, so I can't wait to look at it. And every time JP hands. posts it, he gives me a good problem to have, which is I get bombarded with. Oh, <laughs> it's a good yeah, problem to have. It has to be the shipping, probably, for international buyers. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I literally uh, do it by weight and it automatically charges it. So mm-hmm. like, I have no control over that. Um, I mm-hmm. did um, reweigh and readjust now that we have them, and they were about half a pound over. So now I think the shipping cost went down like five dollars per region. So that's good for those that were holding out. But like, I had people immediately afterward complain about the five dollar cheaper price. So 
Um, I mean, there's nothing we could do about that. That's the bane of the physical existence. And, I mean, I kind of jokingly say, JP, that I raise the bar on every release I do. I mm -hmm. literally do that, though. <laughs> like, I try to... Yeah. I, I try, see it. Try to make everyone better. And I sent both Barry and JP a... Um, I did a mock-up of a left-corner logo for the Switch Collector for maybe Volume 2. So it mm -hmm. like, completely mirrors a Switch case. Even though I personally don't like that because it's so plain. Um, <laughs> but and, and so is the Switch... Every front of every Switch box. It's like... You know, it's just... It's what they have. But um, it would mirror perfectly a Switch with that... With um, the awesome logo that Erica did and everything, yeah. it's awesome. And I will, I will also say for people who backed it at the tier and are getting the custom case with the manual, <laughs> it's gorgeous. That manual is just awesome. It's so simple in terms of just like you know, it's a picture with your options for the checkmark boxes, but it's so cool to have such like a handy reference in an NES style manual for year one games. And there's yeah. a lot. I mean, that book is thick just for year one, and I couldn't even imagine the future ones, but the case came out beautiful. The manual came out beautiful. The pin came out awesome. So I'm really excited once, once this arrives to you or to your warehouse and starts shipping to everybody, I think it's just going to be amazing to see the feedback. And I'm really excited for people to start going through it. And, and my hope is always that they find something new that they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's, that to me is the, like the fun. And as we'll talk about later, the stress of, of collecting, um, but I love always learning something new that I, I didn't know about um, before. So I think this book is going to have that in there for people. Oh, um, I think we lost JP for a second. But oh no, no. Oh, okay, <laughs> it like no. it like cut off at the end of your sentence. Um, but the uh, box guy did get back to me, Steve. Finally, um, yeah. And basically, all the maker spaces where he works at in Arizona shut down. So these mm -hmm. switch collector boxes were like in the middle. Like he needed one more day to just click go, and it's like fifteen minutes of like um, lasering per cover. And it and like that's all he needed to get all the covers done. And they shut down the maker spaces, so he literally was stuck and unable to make our uh, covers right now. So we're kind of in limbo when it comes to the wooden covers. Because then he sends them to me, I ink or I um, stain them all and ink them by hand individually. So nice. it's, it's gonna be a long process for all those listeners. Like when I actually <laughs> do get them, like it takes a while. I'm literally finishing the last Virtual Boy book. Um, which is sold. So every Virtual Boy wooden book cover is sold. Um, I'm doing the last one right now. And when people started seeing them online, they're all contacting me, and they all just sold all the extra ones that I made. And I'm not That's making what any happened. extras. Not making any extras. And so um, those that might be interested in getting the manuals uh, without the case, um, we might be able to redo the manuals again. Um, the cases themselves, that's limited. Um, to the to the um, Kickstarter though for sure, but the um, the pins we have some extra pins which I'll be taking with me to conventions. So you have to where's Waldo find me at conventions <laughs> when there are conventions. Um, JP has a couple extras. I'm not sure if he's going to sell them, keep them, give them. To I'm going to be kids. doing a, a Switch Mania Playcast giveaway where I'm going to give oh, away one, cool. two, three. I have you gave me four extras. I may keep one just because, and in addition to the one that's in the case, but I will do at least three. So there will be a Switch Mania Playcast giveaway coming very soon. Yeah, I had to order those in like extreme bulk. So 
I have a bunch of extras. So whenever that happens, though, we try to do giveaways and stuff for everybody or find us in person. The pen <laughs> is cool. I like I'm looking at it now, and um, it's awesome. It's the exact like, size believe... of a cartridge, and yeah. it fits in the slot, but the pin backing is yeah. too bulky, like slightly too bulky. It's so weird. We had, the, we had the campaign in September, I believe. I mean, it's not that long ago, and it just feels like, wow, it's, it's almost here. Yeah. Um, now, nice you are thing. giving me anxiety that I'm <laughs> well behind the power curve because I haven't started year two yet, the actual creation. I've done all the research, yeah. which I yeah. spent like the last month getting the research done. But like, we're not going to launch another Kickstarter till I have everything laid out in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to get it all written, too, um, just because the writing does take a chunk off my life when I have to do it mm-hmm. in, in fa- quickly and <laughs> when I have to do it in a hurry. Um, but I would uh, like to get everything in a you know, somewhat semblance of completion before we take it to Kickstarter so there isn't that long year, yeah. two-year wait to get the book because I've, I've seen Kickstarters where I've backed them, and it's been years since I've gotten some of the items. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. So I, I try to avoid that by any means necessary. I mean, it's a perfect example is that um, the my last Kickstarter, which was the Black Box Challenge one for the NES game, just ended. I already have the uh, the games are coming. <laughs> like, I've already <laughs> ordered them and they're already coming. Like, the boxes are being created. Um, right. I have to still create the manuals because I'm upgrading them. Because regardless, we with uh, post-sales, we've gotten past the goal the last stretch goal but um yeah outside of that like those games themselves are going to be going out but the book is still got to be finished up so there's always a piece that takes a while with any of my kickstarters it's crazy um but that's how i kind of keep things going out to people is by actually having things somewhat done before Mm -hmm. i launch Um, mm -hmm. yeah i will say a good segue now when we talk about kickstarter is there was an update today uh, technically yesterday for backers, today publicly from Platinum Games for the wonderful 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talk, about, <laughs> we talk about delays. Well, we talk about delays, so we could mention this Kickstarter, because I'm sure all three of us backed it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. yeah, so there was a quick delay, and this is primarily due to COVID-19, which is understandable, but they did have to postpone the release date. So the new dates for North America is June 30th, and the EU is July 3rd. And in the in the backer email that they sent out, they don't know anymore if backers will be able to get it before the retail version comes out. Um, personally, I'm okay with that. That's not something that I think hopefully people are going to be too concerned about because we'll all be getting it around the same time. But, you know, we talk about delays and Kickstarter, so this is one that popped in my head because it just came up the other day. Yeah, and I mean, some people are mad because of the um, retail maybe getting it before backers, and people are like, "Of course, that always happens." <laughs> I, I will say one thing: I am con- I'm I, confused with me is that they said that they were going to provide everyone with a Steam key. Yeah, and I don't understand why they wouldn't just give people who backed the Switch version a Switch key. A hundred percent. That's because what I want. <laughs> the, because it's still expected. Yeah. They say the digital release is still coming May nineteenth for North America, May twenty second to the EU. So it's like, well, I backed the Switch one. I don't have any use for a Steam key, so if I get it, I'll just give it away. But, yeah, yeah I thought that was a little odd. Yeah, we could, we could do a giveaway with that because I'll get a Steam key, too. We could do another Switch Mania giveaway for that. There you go. It was funny as, like, I um, got a, a Steam key from a Kickstarter for, like, an NES game or something, 
and I actually decided to go down a rabbit hole and search in my inbox for Steam keys. I found going back for the last seven years Steam keys for a lot of games oh, that I God. hadn't cashed in. So I actually That's true. I never cashed them in. I actually looked them up and loaded them into my Steam account because I actually have Steam. It works pretty well for me. Nice. Um, but yeah, I went through and loaded them all up, and I'm like, oh, now I have like 30 freaking games and Steam. <laughs> it's insane. But like, it's like kind of a waste because it's such a convoluted mess in Steam and. Um, I just like the allure and the portability of the Switch. So, mm-hmm. so speaking of the Switch, uh, I really want to talk about the game this week. Let's do it. I played it. All right. Well, yeah. I, I'm happy I played it because it's, uh, it's a really fun game. But Jeffrey, why don't you lay the the foundation for us? Let's do some wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the uh, game of the week is Damaged in Transit. Uh, it was released April 23rd, 2020, so brand new, um, nice. developed by Everook. Uh, it is a puzzle action game, supports up to two players. Uh, basically, the gist is you split your attention delivering packages. This mind-bending action puzzler will leave you cross-eyed as you simultaneously <laughs> pilot your two delivery drones. Split your attention in Damaged in Transit. This brain-splitting action puzzler, uh, where you simultaneously pilot your drones, uh, offers spikes, pitfalls, flamethrowers, and enemy robots, which will threaten your shipment as you trek across 125 levels uh, from desert oasises, coal mines, ports, oil rigs, and even the core of the earth. Definitely pilot your drones across the map and use the items you find to open pathways and get those packages delivered safely. Um, so, real quickly, I actually streamed this live on Switchopedia Saturdays, um, did the entire first world, uh, and it is one of those games because I notoriously, um, get anxiety playing these type of puzzle games when you have to do, uh, multitasking puzzlers, because, mm-hmm. because literally this game, like, like I mentioned in the, um, the summary though, is you have these drones and they move together. And essentially, you have to watch the timing, but the game adds so many little nuances, like little switches and spikes and a bunch of like items and cra- like key items and other craziness. And this is just in the first world. Um, that like literally, you have to keep on top of like a bunch of things. And I noticed that like it would take me anywhere from like I get lucky and get it done the first time to taking me twenty to thirty times of just going back and forth and like messing up pressing up at the right second when I'm trying to time it because it's almost like dance dance revolution at parts where you have to time every single button press um however just because I get anxiety I enjoyed the game it was awesome it was really fun to play um a lot of the listeners and the, the that were on the stream enjoyed the game uh playing it um, afterward, I went and j- dived into Super Mario Maker 2 and played an entire world, which was amazing. <laughs> it was epic, too, on the recording, to the point where I got to the last boss and died, like, with zero lives left. <laughs> like, it was, like, with the last hit after I killed him. It was awesome. But um, the damage in transit part was really fun um, and awesome. Do, uh, Barry, do you know the price on this one? It's fourteen ninety nine on the so so at fourteen ninety nine I feel like it's a really good deal for your money because you do have one hundred twenty five levels and I spent a good hour hour and a half just on the first world, um, easily 
worth the money for the content if you like puzzler games. If you get anxiety like I do, might be a little bit uh, pricey. Uh, but if you enjoy puzzles, I mean, hell. Um, the thing is, though, is that before we get to Barry, since he actually inherently knows the developers, let's go to JP. Yeah, so I am on the final stage, which you could call the boss battle stage, of mm. World 1. Um, I can't beat it for the life of me. I've tried so many times. <laughs> oh, it took me a while on the live stream, JP. It took me a yeah, while. I, I could take out two of the sides of the mo- of the bo- of the crate fire breathing monster crate thing. Um, I I love the game, so I started playing it. And you know, the early stages, I would say probably like I'm looking at how many times I died. Um, I didn't die too many times in the first five stages. So it's like because on the level select, it shows you how many steps you took, the death your best presses so every time you press to switch the arrow so you know first stage i died zero second one four one one and then it jumps up and i don't know what happened i don't know if they hit the wrong knob when they're leveling up the difficulty but world one is supposed to be easy it's supposed to get you into the game and by the end of it i mean the most deaths i ever had was on stage 18 and 17 i had 40 and 42 deaths like, I just kept dying and blowing up and retrying and retrying, and it got hard. I mean, when you say, you know, having to multitask, I can't even do that in real life, let alone trying to watch two different <laughs> drones at once and trying to figure out the best pattern because, you know, you can't just let them go the same way. You have to shift one going up or down, the other one going left to right. You have to kind of keep one sometimes, like, ping-ponging back and forth against a wall and an arrow to just leave it be for a little bit. I mean, the game... It's so much to it, and I, I loved it. Like It definitely was not one of those before-bed stress reducers. It was probably mm-hmm. a stress-anxiety game. It's the opposite, yeah. <laughs> Complete opposite, but I loved it. And I'm still trying to beat you know, the 25th stage of World 1. I just I can't. I'm going to keep going, and hopefully I can continue. But I loved it. I thought it was very inventive. Um, there's definitely the, like, the science behind the, the timing. I mean, it's so important to watch everything. And I noticed that at times I would be watching one and not the other. So I'd be doing really good. And all of a sudden I see a little explosion out of the corner of my eye. And I'm thinking like, oh, right, there's a second one. I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on on that little screen. And the screen, you know, you're not, at least in the first stage, you're not shifting. So you see the entire puzzle on the screen. You don't have to move between um, between uh, screens. But there's just so much on that little puzzle stage. It's just crazy. So I really liked it. I thought it was definitely throwing throw your system against the wall kind of game, uh, but in a good way. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. And Barry, you were the one who was gracious enough to uh, reach out and speak with the developers. So thank you for the quotes um, from them. But what did you think? Yeah, I, uh, I knew one of the developers. I met them at Play NYC, and uh, I really enjoyed their first game. And they, they reached out to me um, just like, hey, you know, a new game's out. Here's the code. And I've been talking with him and said, hey, you know, it'd be really good to do this for the Playcast. And, and he was very appreciative. And uh, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I didn't watch trailers. I went in blind. Um, but I knew his first game, Red Hot Ricochet, and, and that was a ton of fun. So I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be a ton of fun. And it was. And it was, 
it was one of those games that like like you said jp like i started off i'm like i see where this is going i see where this is going before i knew it i started to get that anxiety i started to be like oh my god i gotta pay attention to both at the same time and i started messing up like clicks because like i've noticed like there's some stages where you kind of get into a rhythm and then like there's a, a little curveball where you exactly. it changes that rhythm and the spike comes up and gets oh no i have to remember to zig there instead of zag kind of deal or delay god. Damn spikes! <laughs> Those spikes, and even like on that mon- the monster, the boss, you like it took me a while to realize that every time I pushed the button, the fire actually changed. Cause Wait, what? One, every yeah. time you push the arrow, the oh fire will change direction. <laughs> yeah, the fire does a uh, clockwise motion. Wait, so, oh my god! Because <laughs> so I, I noticed there were times I was coming around from like the right, and it, like. I was able to hit it, and then other times this fire was there, and I'm like, wait, why? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's based on my button presses. So not only was I worried about the spikes and the arrows, oh but now I was actually hitting it like an extra two times to spin it around so it would be safe. Huh. So, <laughs> so it, it well, added, just opened it up for me. <laughs> yeah, it adds <laughs> a lot to it. There's a lot going on, um, and and I really think that if you're the type of person that loves the challenge of multitasking, of following two things at once while solving a puzzle. Because in addition yeah. to this, you have to solve the puzzle of getting the key and getting yeah. to the door. <laughs> um, it's certainly one of those games that's perfect and right up your alley and, and very aesthetically pleasing. It's got that nice 8-bit, 16-bit you know, style look. Mm-hmm. It's not overly complicated. The mechanics are simple. I mean, it just you push the direction you want to go. That's it. There's no, oh, I got to make this jump or whatever. Everything else is automatic. But don't forget the creepy looking foreman on there freaking out as you're playing. <laughs> Do you notice that when you press when you press a button, he's pressing it on his controller? Yep. I thought that was a nice a really nice little touch because I didn't so notice it at first. And then you're watching like his expressions like when it explodes, and I'm like, that's that's really good little add to the game. It, it just makes it that much better. Yeah. So and there's a story that's on like a comic book style, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it there's a lot to this game, like 125 levels. It's very much bang for your buck. If you oh, yeah. if you suffer from anxiety, you might not want to get it at that price. You might want to <laughs> get it later on. Um, but if you, if you like the challenge, if you say, "Oh, I can multitask. I, I like following two things at once," this is a perfect game for you because you can mm-hmm. you just you have the 100% freedom to stop whenever you want. Your yeah. your progress is saved. You can come back anytime. You can play it for two levels or for five minutes, and it gives you all the stats. So you, it's one of those that encourages you, like, oh, I mm-hmm. beat, but I died ten times, and I used fifteen button presses. I'm going to see if I could do it in less button presses and less deaths. And it, it encourages you to replay levels and try to get better at them, which which I like. You know, it's, a, it's an added way to play because they don't have to give you all those stats, but they do, and they tell you if it's the best time or the best. I, I would like to know what the ideal number of steps and presses are. Like, I would like if you beat the level, then it shows you. So that like way you have an idea of what you're like trying. Golf. What? Yeah. Like a golf par or something. We're like, hey, like you I'm, should have done this in 20 presses. You did it in 24. Exactly. Because I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm highlighting 1-25. And right now it says best difficulty, a dash, presses, dash, depth, zero, steps, zero. Um, but I'd like to know, like, you know, you could do this in five moves. You can press it one time and finish it. And then, then it adds another layer because now it's like, okay, I solved it, but how do I solve it the optimal way? Like, what am I doing that I can reduce my time? The one other thing that I would say now looking at this that I wish um, they would have added is that even though I didn't beat level 1-25, I probably died 50 times. I wouldn't mind seeing how many times I died even if I didn't beat the level just to get an idea um, because it's really only going to show you when you complete the level for the first time, you know, how many times you died in it. So 
maybe that's one thing that I probably would say I would have added. But other than that, um, I, I agree. I love being able to see, you know, how well you're doing uh, because that way it's always room for improvement if you want to go back. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm just looking at these levels. I'm just like, oh, my God, I, I died so many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not in these game. But, but here's the thing, and I don't know if you did this or not. Um, did you play at 100%? The difficulty was at 100%? Because that's yes. what I did. Yes. It's so, best difficulty 100%. I don't yeah, remember so changing you can anything. Actually, you can change it, I you believe. You can make it I didn't slower. Just, you can make, you can it, make it faster. Yeah. Wait, really? 100% mm-hmm. is default. So you can make it slower if it's like, oh, this is too going too fast for me. I need more time to oh, think. Oh, in settings. You, yeah, or ah. you can make it faster if you want to up the challenge even more. Oh, so you can go down. So it says you can go down to 60% speed. So it goes 60, 80, 100. Oh, yeah, that's so if you drop it down to 60, it goes really oh. slow. Holy crap, it goes up to 140% speed. <laughs> yep. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to go right back to 100. So it's it's nice that it gives you that option. It's almost like if you ever play like Guitar Hero or Rock Band, yeah. you want to practice a certain part of the song, you can slow it down so you could really figure mm. it out and practice it. It's kind of like that. You can practice the stage almost and, and beat it, and you still get credit for beating it at the 60%, but then you can challenge yourself to go higher. And I like Very that. Very interesting. Yeah, I like that too. I think that's an option that's really appreciated because it actually mm-hmm. makes me want to go to like World 2 where I know things are going to get crazy. And <laughs> go down I, I'm curious to go back to the very like first level and put it up to like 140 and see like what that's like. You should. You yeah. should see how, how fast it goes. And I, I will say this. This is a game that I know I've seen on the eShop because I try and go through like every week, every other week. And, I, and I'll be honest, I probably did just gloss it over. Um, and I'm glad we got a chance to play it because I think it's fantastic and yeah, I, I completely agree. Like nowadays, I love having these games where you can just jump into one level, do it, close it, and then come back to it later. You don't have to play for X amount of time waiting for a save or put your system into sleep mode. Um, but this is a fantastic game, and it again, it just goes to show the power of the eShop. It's just so the many eShop games is like come out. filled, and it's oh, really yeah. hard. Like there was a game um, called what was it, Goblin Sword, that I sent a trailer over to JP and, and Barry, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if this is going to get a physical in the future. Mm-hmm. And JP's like, I didn't even know this came out, and it looks like yeah. a, a Zelda style, and it looks awesome. Um, ironically, I reached out to the developers, and I go, hey, is there any chance uh, anybody's doing a physical? And he said, hey, there's not enough interest for a physical because Goblin Sword is an old mobile game and really cheap. Mm. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, I was like, at least they're like, honest. I was like, really? Yeah. So I was like, but it looks like it hits everything that we would want out of a, like a a mm-hmm. physical game. Like it's retro style, it's Zelda style. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people just need to play it or something. Maybe he's just well, undercutting. But it seems like the well, developers you know are not even interested in it. I think I think what he means is probably I don't know how much it is, but I'm gonna let's say it's you know dollar ninety nine on the on the mobile. You know, a lot of people won't spend thirty dollars for a physical, but that just begs a compilation. Like that's the type of yeah. thing. Like. <laughs> Like put it together with a bunch of other things, like like this game for example. You know, this Damage and Transit was not made by a big company. It was three guys, um, three very talented guys that were able to, to put this together. It would be awesome if this got like a physical with you know like like Wyatt's other Red Hot Ricochet thrown in, and a couple other games. Like that would be great, and I love compilations, and and I think an indie compilation, a best of indies kind of deal, um, would be fantastic. Even though volumes, you know, volume one, two, three, etc. 
just to get more exposure to some of these companies. Because because like you, JP, you know, I'm sure plenty of people saw this in the eShop and probably just went right over it, didn't didn't think anything of it. And, you know, that's, that's a shame for a passion project. You see all these big companies and, you know, the little guys, I want to do that too. It's my dream to make a video game. And you make a video game and you put it out there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then no one buys it. No one sees it. Yep. And it's like, oh, that that sucks. And it's almost deflating. And I'm, I don't know what the sales are of this game, and I really hope it's good because it, it, it is absolutely deserving to be played and experienced. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just nice to see, you know, take take the time off, especially as a physical collector. You know, I don't look at the eShop. I don't buy digital games unless, you know, it's provided with codes. Um, and it's great just to take a step back and play some of the smaller titles. Because uh, there's a lot of gems out there, and I would I would buy this physically in a second if it was available, um, regardless of the fact that I know why. Like, I would just buy this physically because it's a good game, and especially after playing it. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is almost one of those things where it'd be cool, like have your friends over and say, "Hey, I want to see you experience this level and see how many times they die." You know, like, and you can be a masochist and put it up to 140 just to watch them like get cry. Well, did you try the two player? Did any of you? Try no, the I did not try the two player. I did not. We really should start trying these these options to see kind of like what happens to the difficulty when you've got two people playing. I would really like to try to coordinate it so we could all play like together on an online game in the mm-hmm. future. I think that would be super fun. Got to figure that out though. It's hard oh, enough yeah. to get us to record. We get it. Ah, <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, so um, basically, what, another thing I wanted to say though was is that like so this game being a puzzle game. Hit a little anxiety, and my um my bedtime game was uh, World of Goo, and that was the game that I had sitting bedside, and mm-hmm. I did the same exact thing that I did with this game, which it might be like a pattern that I do with puzzle games. I don't know, but I played like the first world, and then I'm like, I'm done with it. Like, <laughs> like it was like with World of Goo, I did the same thing, played and beat the first world, and now um now my bedside game, I moved it back over to Super Monkey Ball uh, Banana Blitz HD. Nice. Um, because I've been loving playing that game. That game, I'm in World 2 or 3 and just enjoying it. It's, it's great for a bedside playthrough. Um, but I would like to go around the horn and talk about any backlog games we've gotten to. I actually posted one. Um, unless JP has any kind... Did you do a poll for this game? I don't. I didn't see one. I, I didn't do one. Okay. Well, we did, I did, we did not do the contest. Should we, can we announce a winner yes. for this? Yes. How about later? the contest? Uh, we're going to announce it later because... Later. It, Today okay. is the last day for it, so I'm letting it go. Oh, okay. All right. the well, for those, for those listeners, if yes. you haven't already done it, go to Twitter, quickly enter the contest. Um, yes. I will be resharing it, so it'll be one of the first yeah. posts you'll see. But yes, we're giving away one eShop code, uh, North American, for this game. So you can still enter and possibly win it. Yeah, so before we <laughs> move on, we want to at least talk about yeah we're having the the giveaway um but so so the main game i pulled from my backlog shelf because um i've mentioned it before in the cast but in my collection i have my top five and then i go down and i have the remaining 21 or 28 um and the bottom shelf of that is my personal like want to play must play backlog um Mm -hmm. i pulled out the guacamelee uh collection for that one and started playing guacamelee super turbo championship edition um and so it's really interesting uh because obviously it's a metroidvania but you're playing as a masked luchador and i posted it online and i actually got a lot of comments from uh, a lot of switch core 
mm-hmm. community. Um, and so Jesse Glenn po- uh, responded with, I started it up, looks incredible, got through the first part. I know Leadman doesn't put his name on just any game. And so he's mm-hmm. talking about Dan Edelman. Um, and basically, he also did Salt and Sanctuary. And mm-hmm. he's considered the father of the Nindies and helped develop the eShop, apparently. Didn't know that. So, mm-hmm. so I interviewed him a while ago. Pretty awesome. See, yeah, awesome guy. JP holding that on information from us, Barry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Wait, um, what's that, Jeffrey? Is this another day that ends in Y? Thought so. That's right. Um, so Raymond Fix said, I started too. It was fun for a hot minute, but I found it kind of boring. Um, and so that's what's interesting is like there was something as I played through. Because I played through and I think I went through at least two or three of the, like, the dungeons or areas that you go through. And there's just something that's not really clicking with me with this game. Um, I'm not sure what it is. It might just be... Like, it's because it wasn't really boring, I would say, at all. But it did seem a little search heavy for me. So, for example, like, you'll go to a lady and she's like, Hey, I need you to get all of my items to cook a meal. And you have to find cheese and other stuff. Well, they don't tell you where any of that stuff is. So you just have to randomly search around the town and talk to every single person until somebody randomly says, Oh, I have the salt. Oh, I have this. And it's almost a little too random. Like it's and, it's and it's a lot of pieces. It's not like it's just go talk to one, do one thing. It's like there's like four or five. So I found like three of them for cooking this item, and I just didn't find the other one. I looked all over and couldn't find it. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of done with that. So so I went on and finished another thing, came back, and have more abilities now. But it's just I don't want to complete all the side missions, but I feel like the side missions give you stuff to level up your character. So it's kind of... Like Metroid, you want to have all the different heart containers, right? Or the missile containers. Well, in order to get the spirit meter and my life up, which will help me probably survive later, I need to do these side missions, but these side missions are a little frustrating. So I think that's kind of where my idea is. Um, Nathan Tolbert also mentioned in there, I agree, fun idea, but didn't really stick with it. So he didn't stick with it. Um, And then Raymond responded and said, I felt like everything I did was rinse and repeat. Enemies were kind of the same. I feel like every power uh, really was really quick. Like, I got them really quick and just wasn't into it. To be fair, I played it after I just completed Hollow Knight and maybe biased Burnout on the draw genre. Um, I've had plenty of time between play, playing Hollow Knight uh, months ago, and I'm not, I don't think I'm quote-unquote burnt out. Um, Raymond wanted to know if this was the game of the week, and I said, no, no, I just was playing in my backlog for an hour or two. Um and he said it takes him a while to listen to, to our full episodes and get through our, our playcast, by the way. <laughs> um, well, thank you I hope that's because he's savoring it. Yeah. yeah. He's not rushing through it. I mean, who knows? That's clearly what he meant. Well, one of the things that I've heard from listeners is they said with COVID that they have less time to actually listen to playcasts or podcasts because mm. they're not driving to work or commuting right now. So they're at home and they don't have a real way to, mm-hmm. to listen. I've been listening as I've been working on books and doing other stuff. So I've actually gotten more caught up on podcasts. Um, yeah. Dennis Keneally said, yeah, great game. I enjoyed both of them. Um, and he said, I asked which one was better because one and two. And he said he enjoyed one more, he thinks, but it's tough to call. Um, Dominic uh, said that I've been meaning to play it. And then Tom Reinhardt said, yeah, I found it charming. By the end, I felt the challenge ramp up a bit with its platforming. Um, Dirk Mathis said, yes, sir. <laughs> Played it on the Vita and loved it. Um, Chris Loach have this, but I haven't played it yet. 
Uh, Justin Beard, great games. Enjoy the gameplay, humor, and art style. Plus, I'm a fan of El Dia de, de los Muertos type culture from Mexico over since Spanish class in high school. Um, it does have a really awesome art style, too. It's really, really unique. And the music's all like mariachi, which is cool. Um, Dick Smith said, it's a great side-scroller. Even better if you have play people to play co-op with. And this game supports up to four players cooperatively. Friggin' insane. A four-player Metroidvania. Like, what the heck? And then, the last comment was David Ortiz. He said, me, I also did tunes for the original soundtrack on the sequel. And put the question mark, huh? Uh, so, so David Ortiz, uh, he does Mariachi Entertainment System. Um, so he plays the Mariachi music for Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, and he did oh, wow. part of the soundtrack for Guacamelee 2, which is Ooh. amazing. It's like there's like awesome. parts. He's a he's a horn player, so he plays the trumpet. Um, but his whole Mariachi band does some really cool, uh, amazing music, and they do they. So he's part of the soundtrack for Guacamelee 2. And I've been wanting to play Guacamelee 2 just to hear his music in the background because the music in the first game is amazing. Well, he does amazing music, so it's just going to be even better. And I want to beat part one first. So um, I haven't given up on it yet. I just played a little bit, and when I jump to that backlog game, like once I can like sufficiently play our game of the week, that's my priority, and then I'll jump over to a backlog game. Um, but yeah, so... Guacamelee, really cool. Um, recommend it. We may probably never get it, get to it on the playcast just because um, we have a lot of indie games to get through and we want to support indie as much as we can, but we will definitely talk about other games as we play them. Um, I assume that JP hasn't played much out of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but um, Barry, you what have be you been playing? Hey, all right, fine. No, 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 JP, go. Yeah, JP. go ahead, JP. <laughs> I wanted to cut him off for a while. It might come as a surprise to you all, but I haven't played much outside of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I did you try don't some. New, I, I did try some new eShop games. Uh, well, one, and I did try the Hatsune Miku, Miku game that came in. Uh, but that was just kind of just to just confirm that there's no English on it because a lot of people were wondering. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I haven't really been focusing on any game in terms of playing through it and with a story or anything. Final Fantasy VII is my baby right now, so that I'm just trying to to finish that up. And then I'm going to go back to the Switch, and ironically, I'm probably going to play Final Fantasy VII on it because I really want to play the original. You're not uh, wrong. But yeah, just, like, I'm in the same boat where I want to jump back into Final Fantasy VII now after I'm going to complete the, the main Migger section. Uh -huh. And I think you can turn the speed up, like, super fast. So. Yes, I think you can do it three times. I mean, That's to me, awesome. I, know, we're, I know we're the playcast, but Final Fantasy is just still so new. I, I'm just so surprised that this 40 plus hour game that i'm playing is literally like three hours of the story of <laughs> of the original maybe a little bit more but and i looked at the strategy guide for it and i'm thinking like wow only like eight pages of the guide is this entire first game and it's just amazing so yeah just just seven for me so barry what have you been playing well i uh i finished through the life of strange games and i had a week before Trials of Mana came out, and last week I decided to pop in Mass Effect Andromeda mm -hmm. because I hadn't played it yet. I heard so many negative things. I love the Mass Effect games. And I'm like, you know what? I'll probably mess around with this a little bit, probably hate it, and play Trials of Mana when it came out. Well, I'm still in Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm nearing the end of the game. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely fallen enamored with this game. 
it is way better than I expected. And I think going into it with all these negative, um, you know, expectations has helped. And I know that when the game came out, it was buggy as hell, and they've since patched it. So I am playing the patched version. That's not to say it's perfect. I've found my fair share of bugs. I've found my fair share of nuances and, and weird sound clips. Like if you get like five steps away from somebody who's talking, you can't hear them anymore. If you talk to an NPC and your party members are still on the way back and they have dialogue, it'll be very quiet, if at all, but you'll just still be able to read the subtitles. But if you're not playing with subtitles on, you won't get any of their dialogue. Um, really weird that they did that. That being said, it is very ambitious. Um, and I love the original trilogy, minus the original end to Mass Effect 3. And what this, this it was almost like they turned Mass Effect into a Mario 3D game. And what I mean by that is, like, if you've ever played the original trilogy, you go to here, you go there, you go to all these different planets, but usually the planets are more so like stages. They're, they're small, mission based stages. And while this has a few of those, the planets are huge sandboxes. They let you get out in the, the Nomad, which is an updated Mako, which controls a hell of a lot better than the original Mako, and it w- which was an idea that was used in Mass Effect 1, and they took it away in 2 and 3 because the Mako controls were terrible. People hated them. They put it back, and now you get to explore these vast planets, go side quests here and there, fast travel points. You can do things any order you want. Um, it, it really became a playground and with awesome. the Bioware storytelling uh, so yeah, it, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. I kind of miss the, the light dark scale that you used to have with the other games where you could, you know, really choose a, a good or a bad option. Now it's more grayscale with four different options. And, um, that, that kind of, I kind of missed that because I was like, oh, I'm going to play as a total evil character. And I'm like, I, I switched to being a good character now, but it's like, I re- cause I really couldn't play as just a, like a morally gray character at this point. Uh, some decisions have weight, some don't. But yeah, I, I must be like 30-something hours into this game. Damn. And and I'm just engrossed. Like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to play a little bit. And I'm like, four hours later, I'm like, oh, it's, it's you know, 8.45. I probably should eat dinner. Um, <laughs> just because I'm having so much fun just roaming around the levels and finding this this quest led to this quest led to this. And like, just like Mario, you know, you, you go here for this moon in Odyssey and like, oh, there's two moons I can see over there. And when I go to those moons, I find another one that I can, you know, it just kind of rabbit hole keeps going. Um, other than that, I've still been playing Animal Crossing. Uh, still been doing that daily. The May May of Day started today, so there's the new May events and the Earth Day events going on. And uh, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun building up my catalog and visiting friends and just just having it's a lot to that game. And I'm still trying to you know make my island the way I want it. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm also still doing uh, Dragalia Lost which I'm playing heavily now because there's a Fire Emblem crossover event, which is great because I love seeing two Nintendo IPs come together outside of Smash Brothers. Uh, and, and it just makes me really hopeful that one of the DLC characters for Smash Ultimate is a character from Dragalia Lost to see them really incorporated into their IP catalog. But it's just nice to see like Krom and, and Tiki come over because last time we had Marth and, and, and stuff. And it was just really cool to see all these characters together. So apparently Barry is our resident game player of the Playcast because like mm-hmm. JP and JP and I are spending like JP spends most of his time doing his releases and his crazy posting. Yeah, I spend most of my oh, time kid. making books, and both of us, I would assume, are now becoming um, teachers at home. 
for our kids. So like, well, I don't have kids right now. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you have an unfair advantage of a lot of free time. Um, I mean, well, I could I be playing games. And kid... to, to put things into perspective, yeah. though, JP, um, that whole guacamole store, I played it for like less than two hours. So like most of the games that I have time <laughs> for is like I only have a couple hours of playing the Switchopedia. Saturdays was like mm-hmm. three and a half hours with Mario Maker Two and a damage in transit. So, yeah. What about with your kids, JP? Oh, so they are finally at my parents for the first time since this whole COVID nineteen started. So we dropped them off on, oh, I want to say Monday night. Maybe we went after work. We dropped them off because they're in PA, and my parents haven't been outside of their house in like over a month. So we're like, all right, it's it's safe. And we came home and. I mean, it's weird. We've it's been a long time since we haven't had kids in the house. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm eating dinner at like a normal time. I've got like eight hours in the evening of just free time. You know, Shannon and I are watching something. She's reading a book. She's doing something. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting down and I can actually play games. And now my goal is to go through seven. Is I don't want to rush it, but as fast as I can to finish it before we go pick them up this weekend. Because <laughs> it feels nice to just have uninterrupted time where no kid is crying, waking up in the middle of the night. You know, you know, um, and also, you don't want to be playing games when they are awake because then you're kind of just taking time away from the family. So you have to wait until they go to bed. And my kids go to bed between 8 and 9, which I'm exhausted already. So now being able to play at 6 p.m. is just amazing. I haven't done them so long. So it's been fun. Um, so I'm glad that I've been playing 7 because it's such an involved game that uh-huh. now is the perfect time to just like binge it, essentially. And then You're, you're ahead the kids, of me now, too. So <laughs> I am. I mean, my goal tonight is if I have to stay up all night again, I'm going to, but I'm going to beat this game by tomorrow morning. Like, that, that's my goal. I've got, like, five hours left of the game. It's going to happen. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited and sad at the same time. So. JP, that makes me so happy because that means that next month when the Playcast game is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, <laughs> I know you're going to stay up all night to beat that game. That yeah, game no, amazing. that's not going to happen. I mean, I'll probably open up the case. I'll put it in. I'll turn it on. Giving yourself such a that's disservice. That's sad. That is a well, disservice. No. Xenoblade is such a good game. I played yes, it on the it Wii. But that's it's my amazing. problem, is that you make it for the playcast, and I get involved, and then we move on to the next game. I just don't have time to go back. And, you know, <laughs> I've seen myself with RPGs. If I don't play it, you know, within like four or five days, I just forget what's going on. I forget the buttons. So when I play a big <laughs> RPG, that's going to be the only game I'm going to play. So if you're okay with me not playing playcast games for like a year, I'll play Xenoblade. I have no problem. I'll play <laughs> yeah. Dragon Quest. Hey, once the kids come back, you know, it took me last year. Tales of Vesperia came out in January last year. I finished it, I think, around May, June. So I had 75 hours in the game. But it took me half a year to play it. You forget one thing, JP. You forget one thing. We do have a long-term playcast game. Like, I've been playing Dragon Quest XI for a while. I actually beat the whole first act and haven't went in. So technically, the long-term game has been on hold. Which mm-hmm. we could move to Xenoblade Chronicles as the long-term playcast game. That I mean, way, I'm that's perfectly fine background. playing it. I've never played it for the Wii. I didn't oh. play it for the 3DS. So this will oh be my. my first foray. But at the same time, Barry, because of you, I want to start Bravely Default. After oh, I know. It's so good. And I well, you have a month. You have a month. <laughs> I have a month. I can't beat a game in a month. Actually, because it. of JP, I want to start Octopath Traveler again because I sent oh, out I the guide. To, I've, I've never played Octopath Traveler. <laughs> oh my god! And I want to play Bra- that Bravely Default's better than Octopath Traveler. 
I don't like the battle system of Bravely Default compared to Octopath Traveler. I like the Octopath Traveler. I'm telling you, these RPGs are making me play games in a way I've never played before. Like, Bravely Default, you have to defend, and I'm just not a defender in any kind of game. Final Fantasy VII, I never used magic in the original, and I'm using it constantly, and you're coming up with different strategies. And I love that the games are pushing me. (laughs) What? Just because the magic say? magic in the remake is broken and overpowered, it's so overpowered. Like I just load um, fire, and you can add yeah. a all to it, basically with a materia, yeah. and like literally, it destroys everyone. It's not even fair. It's ridiculous. Like with seconds, like it's I don't even <laughs> have, <laughs> and I have it in medium now from classic mode because it was too mm-hmm. easy, and like <laughs> it's awesome. But um, speaking of Barry mentioned patches a while ago to to bring it back i don't think we talked about the patches for panzer dragoon on the cast did we no No, we did not i don't think we did because i think barry asked about it afterward so um basically we we saw an update coming from the developers of panzer dragoon and essentially all of the concerns we had on the playcast are now taken into consideration and and most of them including like gyro controls and other stuff are going to be part of the um, update the next patch update for Panzer Dragon. So it's That's awesome. really cool that like You're welcome everybody companies <laughs> are listening. Like this isn't the first time that companies <laughs> have patched little nuances to make their games more enjoyable based on recommendations we've pushed on the playcast. I mean mm-hmm. Demon's Tilt Pinball was one. I actually found I, I couldn't find where I was in contact with the developer, but I sent them a thank you on um, Twitter. Just saying, hey, um, I, I couldn't find where our original conversation was, but I would like to thank you for doing the 180-degree rotation for mm. vertical tape mode. So then, And I've been playing it in my little pin switch, Nintendo pin switch or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's been pretty awesome. I, I, I thanked him for it because I literally pop that in and, and play that at least once a week too. Um, so I, I will say I don't, think, you know, I don't think we are the reason why they're doing the update but i will say just as a general comment feedback is important because if the developer makes a game and nobody comments on bugs or issues or or wish list items there's never not necessarily a reason why they would go back to a game uh, to fix it or to update it so i mean that's why i'm glad we do this this is why i'm glad we generate discussion about games and we start talking about them and we get hopefully the developers involved because this is all feedback it's all good feedback so, um, JP, you say it's not, but they provided us the codes for playing and evaluation, and we provided feedback, mm-hmm. and then they fixed that feedback. It's kind of why they helped, gave it to us, is to provide feedback on the playcast and review it and give exposure to their game. So, technically, it's part of the reciprocal relationship we have yep. and why we're starting to focus more on indie games. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, and that's the thing. As we continue to do indie games, which aren't as involved, we absolutely can go to a long-term playcast game as well and cover something more mainstream that we talk about week in and mm-hmm. week out. Because um, in reality, like doing indie games isn't going to quote unquote get the views, but mm-hmm. I enjoy playing the indie games as much, if not more, because I don't even know about them, and it's great. And and, I, and with the bigger games thrown in there, it's topical, you know. 
yeah, and it, like we sprinkle that in every once in a while, talking about our updates. Like I was doing my Dragon Quest Eleven updates for a while. Um, mm-hmm. There was one whole spot where we missed a recording, and <laughs> I think it was Closable finally hit me up and said, "Hey, there was a spot where you were talking about something, and it just went to something else." <laughs> no, I was like, "Oh, that's probably when I stopped recording the episode one time, like a dork." And <laughs> it was funny. I, funny. I didn't. I didn't even know what he was talking about, and I'm like, oh, he must have been listening to like two episodes ago or three episodes ago, and <laughs> I literally did that and had to throw in some ECW fuzz. I remember that. <laughs> That's when you're like, hey, guess what? Remember that 15 minutes we just talked about? Yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> oh, Kimono Heroes. I love you. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the Kimono Heroes episode. Oh, uh-huh. my God. That's sad. I love that uh, game. That game is so, so speaking, good, too. Speaking of episode of the week or game of the week, what yeah. are we playing next week? What are we playing next week, JP? You got Is us it my yet? choice? Yeah. You got well, us a code. You, you got codes. I did get you it's a code. It's always so your actually, guys' choice. I'm, I haven't had a choice excited. in a long time. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit selfish of me because I really wanted to play this game because I got to try it out at PAX East. So I sat down with Thunderful and I got to just sit down next to the PR guy and we're just playing it on their dev kit. And it's Lonely Mountains Downhill. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty much downhill bicycle game where... You have to get to the bottom as fast as possible. There's different routes uh, that you can go. There's ways to increase your time. Um, and I, as soon as they, you know, they graciously sent us codes for us to play this, um, as soon as I got it, I downloaded it. I've been playing it nonstop. I love it. Um, it's just, again, to me, it's one of those like pick-up-and-play kind of games. We won't go, I won't go too much into it. We'll talk about it next week. But that is the game. So it's Lonely Mountains Downhill. Uh, Thunderful sent it over. And I can't wait for you two to play it. I will be playing it on Saturday, on Switchopedia Saturdays. Um, Awesome. Also, uh, we were talking about possibly doing Sydney Hunter. Um, I was on GameStar81's channel doing a recording yesterday. He did say he's all out of uh, codes. Um, Yeah, I don't have it on my system. (laughs) I think I gave it to my reviewer. So they yeah. reviewed it for the site, but I never actually... Uh, he said he has Steam I, codes, but that's not the same. So, yeah. um, however, I did I did milk some information out of John, which he said live on his channel. Yeah. Sydney Hunter is getting a physical. Ooh. I know who it is. I'm not allowed to divulge that because there's like a little NDA right now until they yeah. announce it. Um, is it 2020, I, though? I do know who is do- doing it. I don't know because... Um, I do, for all the different limited publishers and all that, because it is a limited publisher, um, all the different limited publishers, they all have different release schedules, so I have no clue. I have no mm-hmm. clue when they're going to release it. Um, but he does have a contract, and it is good wow. to go. So it will be coming out physically. So if John can't get us a digital copy, we will play the physical one in the future. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you go. So, so we will still play it. We just will have to wait until the physical comes out, because I know um, No Time Barry is not going to get a digital game. <laughs> no, especially when I know the physical's coming out. Now that oh, we yeah. know the physical's going to come out, which is... <laughs> Why we gotta gotta be careful about uh, announcing physical stuff on the playcast? But he announced it on his channel. So, um, and so does that mean I share it on Twitter or I leave it to here? Hmm. I would say after John posts it, Fair or enough. leave it to here and then give it a day. Yeah, we'll see if someone takes this information and makes a post himself. <clears throat> but yeah. I won't be the one then. That's fine. I mean, but if you want to, you can. I mean, John post like said it. it I would probably in- reach out to him personally and ask. Um, I never like to share information that hasn't kind of been publicized or given permission to. Um, yeah. And since I really haven't talked to John 
I probably should ask him now that yeah. apparently he did say it. So Yeah, the only thing that he said was is that um, he can't divulge who the limited publisher is. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean... It's all good, but that's awesome. Well, that's, really that's great news because cool. that game I really want a physical for. So there's something I want to discuss. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Jeff Keeley made mm-hmm. a tweet this morning, <laughs> 7.55 a.m., I believe, probably Pacific time. So uh, so probably 11 o'clock here. said, since I was a kid, one of my favorite parts of the summer has been seeing all the video game companies band together to hype up as the future of this incredible medium. This year has been a challenge for all of us. For a while, I thought 2020 might be the first time in 25 years we didn't have a big, magic, industry-wide moment. It really bummed me out to see everything fracture. More than ever, this is a year we need a a positive, uplifting center of gravity to bring this global community together. So that's what we were going to build. Today, I'm proud to announce Summer Game Fest, a four-month-long season of news events from all your favorite game platformers and publishers. It's all the news you've been waiting for, but also in-game events, playable content and demos of select titles, and a bunch of fun surprises. Summer Game Fest isn't the regular show, but a whole season for events. The schedule hub is at summergamefest.com. We'll guide you through the next four months to make sure you don't miss a thing. And trust me, there are some amazing events coming. And I'm working on some plans for a developer showcase with my friends at I Am 8-Bit and, of course, Gamescom. Uh, ONL on August 24th as a big season finale. Thanks to all the game companies and developers who are working hard under challenging circumstances to keep us entertained. I hope Summer Game Fest is a way to show these artists just how much of their work helps uh, helps us get through these uncertain and scary times. Keep playing the future. Gaming is about to get really bright this summer. Jeff. And the lineup for Phase 1 is 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, uh, wow. I can't read that one. EA, PlayStation, uh, Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Steam, WB, and Xbox. Wow. wow. It's going to be a good summer. So, so it sounds I don't like know it's a big it. focus on the big developers, though, and not really focusing on anything indie except for I Am 8-Bit at the end, which was interesting. But like, Well, I mean, I haven't gone to the actual site to see the schedule. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like that's what I'm going to do now. But I mean, this is this is there's no eBay or an eBay. There's no E three. So this is uh, one of those things where, you know, this this could be the the substitute. And will this impact or change? And of course, I'm sure Nintendo is going to be a part of it. Um, All right. So there's nothing actually. No, the site yet. is like, says, get notified when live. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah, someone says notified. But but at least that you know, knowing that, and again, that says phase one. Keep in mind that was phase one. So we don't know when there's going to be indies. Indies might be phase two. They might want to launch with more bigger third parties to get people more interested to start off with. Um, kind of deal. It's kind of like a Nintendo Direct. They stay open with something big and they close with something big and then everything else is in the middle. Yeah. But do you think I mean, this is a good you know thing going forward? Do you think this absolutely. is going to be well, the new norm? or? Well, even the other, uh, I guess, rumor still is that Nintendo won't have a presentation in June. Yeah, which is when E3 is, and yeah, I, I mean, with E3 canceled, right? Canceled. E3 yeah. is canceled. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so we need something like this. I mean, we need to have something to look forward to, and having this set up with all the different uh, publishers working together, developers, I, I think that's fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, and the thing is, is it's kind of where 
I see um, traditional theaters moving to as more of a digital way to come together and as a group to associate because you're seeing that with a lot of like different live showings digitally um, and like a little interactive when it comes to like comments and stuff. So I, it absolutely makes sense to go to a digital medium for this, especially with the current situation. It allows companies to still, you know, get their names out there and get publicity and show gamers what's coming out, which is awesome. I hope mm-hmm. Nintendo's involved. I won't hold my breath because they go by the beat of their own drum. Um, yeah, but Nintendo and Jeff Keighley do have a very good relationship, I and mean, he does the Game Awards, and and they they've always appeared on like his show when he did the E3 show. So I mm-hmm. definitely see Nintendo being a part of Phase Two or Three. Because remember, th- what gets me is a this is a four month thing. Four months is huge. Mm-hmm. It's not a week long thing. It's not a three day thing. Uh, and the other thing is it said playable demos, which is something I think a lot of people have wanted from E3 for years. We want to try those demos that are on the show floor, but we can't make it out to L.A. So maybe that. this is our chance to be able to get some of these demos and get to try them during this four-month period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could, that's really exciting, just thinking about that and how, many, how much more feedback and how many more people get to experience these games. I think that's awesome, though. And if they do like a slow rollout, that would be really cool to see like if we could absolutely like have a venue where we all play the demos together even that would be awesome like imagine getting like a switch demo but also having a a chat room or a discord server where we can all talk about the experiences as we're playing it absolutely don't forget we do have a big presentation on june 8th what's on june 8th yeah. limited run games e3 oh that that i didn't know they had a date yet Oh, yeah. They, they announced it a while ago, and it's in their Twitter profile. But I will say, last year, to me, that was one of the highlight presentations. Oh, yeah. So I'm very glad that we're still getting that this year. Um, sure. And now that there's no E3, probably, that'll be probably one of the biggest highlights of June, <laughs> besides this new one. So, yeah, we've mm-hmm. got some good stuff to look forward to. Thank I mean, God. We, we had that. that, and then um, yeah. this week, we also I also saw that too many games moved to September now. Uh, you think it'll still happen? I mean, they no. they had to put down more deposits, and because that was the one thing when I was talking with uh, Game Straight when we talked about the whole pandemic, and him, he runs Game On Expo in Phoenix, and it's in August, and mm-hmm. beginning of August, and it's to the point now where if the state or city does not, you know, close down all major gatherings, he loses his deposit if he cancels, if he. Mm-hmm cancels afterward he gets his deposit back so he has to wait until the city cancels um but the thing was is too many games already canceled and moved now moved it to the right which means they put down another set of deposits so yeah yeah, so it's that's crazy to me that they're willing to make that already when there's still so much unknown out there but Mm -hmm. i mean and my thoughts are is that even if we're back to quote-unquote normal. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to want to go out to public gatherings mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree with you. I think I think they're trying to stay positive and send out a positive message. Yep. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything. I, I, I need to reach out to Dan about Plan YC, but I'm sure he's going to tell me the same thing. Like right now, we're, we're holding. We're waiting to see what happens. Uh, you know, even a video game con, you know, I put down deposits to get tables and I haven't heard anything back. Uh, you know, I'm expecting a refund. I'm expecting it not to happen, but I would love to see it happen. And even if it does, how many people, like you said, are willing to go right out there? Uh, and I think I think if you think about our daily lives, um, how much is that going to change? Like 
for me personally, when this whole thing's over and there's a vaccine and I'm I'm good from it, I'm going back to normal. I'm gonna be like I'm I'm gonna touch stair rails. I'm gonna you know to open doors. You know like. I'm not going to, I'm still going to wash my hands, but I'm not going to be like a germaphobe because I think our body needs to be exposed to certain things to be able to build up our own immune system. Yeah. So, and, and I've lived my life now 37 years doing this and I'm very rarely sick and I'm, I'm okay. Uh, so, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I know there's plenty of people that are going to turn into germaphobes after this. They're going to be like, oh my God, I don't even want to open that door. Will someone open the door? Because who knows how many people have touched that door handle or oh, I've got to go down the stairs. I'm not going to touch this handrail because who knows how many people touched it and forget about public restrooms. Like so there are people who are going to turn into Sheldon from Bing Bang. And, <laughs> and that's the truth because everyone's acting like that now, myself included. We're all acting like it because we're all scared. But when this is all over, how many people are going to start questioning? And then when you think about, oh, well, I go to a con, there's going to be people all over the place. And not only will there be people all over the place, if you go to a vendor, where has that game been? How many people have touched this game today? How many people mm-hmm. touched this game before? That game was at this person's house. How clean is that person's house? Like, it's, it's literally a rabbit hole. And there are some people who will be too panicked to even bother with it. So will these conventions be able to, you know, survive? Will they be able to pick up and... Will the attendance be good? There's a lot of unknowns. It's weird, too, because I always would say that we were in the golden time for conventions. Like, we were a part of something that was, like, unprecedented, like, that came before it. And this might be the catalyst to change the status quo going forward, which would be unfortunate because the conventions are so fun. Like, it's, like, my highlights of the year is going to all the conventions, getting to... Uh, talk to all the people that have supported my projects and come listen to my craziness of any podcast or playcast that I'm doing and and go talk to all the other like people that I know from the community and it's such a fun thing that like it may not be the same. Well, how many conventions right now are doing online conventions? You know, they're doing like a Skype panel kind of thing where you can get into this and watch people do a Skype panel from their own home. Um this this could be the new norm you know we don't know it's there's no one knows no one knows if theaters are going to be open if they're going to go out if if stadium who knows if like you know sports are going to play you know with 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 people they might just play to empty stadiums what about the locker rooms you know for for the players oh you know locker rooms are pretty dirty (laughs) there's a lot of things that i think it's going to change how we think about it and and game conventions are no different (laughs) Well, it's been uh, crazy out there, and everybody should definitely stay safe. We actually have a short episode today, which is, like, unprecedented. Yeah, um, we talked about everything. We're done. I think we're, done. We're, we're pretty good, except for JP, what's coming out limited. We haven't talked Yeah, well, about. depending on when this gets posted, right now, today, uh, there is a second batch, so it could be past tense of the Streets of Rage 4 Collector Limited Edition from Limited Run Games. Only 1,500 copies. That comes with a statue, uh, posters. I mean, it has so much stuff in there. So they only have 1,500 copies. I think the first batch at 10 a.m. sold out in two minutes, I heard. It did. Uh, It was pretty damn fast. 6 p.m. is probably going to go fast also. I don't think it's going to last very long. Um, Then also we have an announcement for tomorrow. So this is Saturday, May 2nd. Uh, This is their fourth game. Um, So right now we've only gotten their first one, which was A Whole New World. This is first press games I'm talking about. Uh Their second game, Shadowbug, is going to be shipping soon. Their third game, Castle of Hearts, has Mm -hmm. not shipped yet. 
But their fourth game, Mulaka, is going to be opening up for pre-order on Saturday at... Oh, I wrote down the time. I think it was 1 p.m. Eastern time. Please tell so, me, JP, that they're doing the awesome slipcase. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing awesome, awesome slipcase for the regular edition. Have they listened to you yet and actually changed it so they have the slipcase with all versions? Because I know they had the distinctive of slipcase with this one and one coin with this one and a different coin with this one. And it kind of like same. kills us as collectors. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's the same. So. That really oh, okay. cool little slip cover that goes over the regular case is going to be exclusive to the regular edition. That's and then the limited edition one will have an extra coin um, and obviously a lot of goodies inside. And what's really cool about this one, I kind of want to – bear with me one second because I, I feel people really need to know about this one because I thought the collector edition pieces were really cool. Um, well, while so you look at that, I just want to say that I this was um, part of the, the the triple set that went up for, yeah. for pre-order in November – uh, so if you pre-ordered it back in November of 2019, they got the triple pack. Like you're like, oh, is this a new game? I forgot about that. Because right, you're it, it has been months. You're good because I did too. I was looking at. It. I'm like, oh my god, I got to pre-order. Wait a second, I thought <laughs> I did this, and I went back. And November 30th, I pre-ordered the the triple pack, and I'm like, oh, okay. This is the so. second triple pack from them. This is the second one. Second the, triple pack. Oh, you yeah. can still pre-order the second triple pack. So this is this is four, five, six. So this is game four. Yes. But the, but it ends up for, for pre-order, too, if you want to get the triple pack. Well, now yeah, I so, have to see if I got it or not. <laughs> so let me – I'll lay the, paper, the, the wallpaper for this one. So pre-orders start on May 2nd. It's supposed to release in July, so hopefully we'll be getting it around that time. What's really cool is they say the physical release will have some game changes that are exclusive to this version of the game. I love you that. You have exclusive new player skin, which is optional in the game, fresh rebalancing and general performance improvements, revamped level design, new Easter eggs hidden in the game, and all language options from the Asian re region release is added. Um, so that's exclusive to their physical release. Then in terms of what you get, um, the regular edition, well, actually, everything is going to get, the obviously, the game, a 50-page in-depth manual in full color. Uh, it says K-Sheet with interior art. You get a collector's coin. With the regular edition, you get the sleeve, the special sleeve packaging with specially varnished surface. And the collector's edition, this is awesome. You get a hardcover reprint of the book Making Mulaka by Select Start Press, which is over 120 pages. You get a game soundtrack CD and a film documentary on DVD. You get clear files with print extras, A2 poster, sticker set, alternate cover sheets, and more. Um, so there's going to be 3,000 copies of the regular edition. 1,500 copies of the collector's edition, and the price points for these, it's going to be 37.99 euros for the regular edition, and 74.99. I'm just scrolling really quick. 79.99 euros for the collector's edition. So it's a it's a damn big collector edition, but you get a lot of stuff, and I love documentary DVDs, so that's kind of selling me on it. But the regular edition has that sleeve, which I really like, so that's selling me on it. So, uh, their releases, I like them. I'm going with the sleeve for sure because yeah. I like that, yeah. especially if it's the same consistent style with that gold mm -hmm. inlay. Like that's that's pro. I love that. Um, I'm looking just, at the picture, and it, it, I mean, it looks sharp. Like the the, I don't even, I don't know if, the design. I won't say artwork. The design around the front of it, around the logo, it looks so nice. So they sent they sent out an email if you're on their email blast. I think they posted pictures on on social media, mm -hmm. but it looks really good. So 
I think this is going to be another solid release. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited that Shadowbug is coming out soon. Their second release is getting shipped soon. They got the carts in. Uh, but my re- one of my reviewers just reviewed the game for the site, gave it a 10 out of 10. So it Whoa. just kind of built the hype up for me uh, to play the game. Because I've heard about it. I never played it. But I obviously read the review. And I can't. I think we may have to make that a Playcast episode. Uh, episode. Yeah, sounds like a... Whenever a mine one. shows up. I got the triple pack, so it's going to oh, be a while. You're going to be a little while. You and me both, Barry. You and me both. I just went down the rabbit hole while uh, JP was uh, talking <laughs> about the items, and I was like, all right, so I did get the triple pack for the, the second set. I got the yep. triple pack for the third set and somehow got an individual order for, for one of them, too. Well, no, a whole new world because it took so long they sent out to everybody. Regardless. Yeah, they split it up. Yeah, I know that, but I think I ordered it twice, too, on top of that. Somehow, yeah. I don't know. So, but so going, yeah. Sorry. So going. Okay. So we have pre-orders for that, and then what else next week? So next week is actually a very small release uh, in general Thank because goodness. I'm putting together the weekly release post. There are there's one game that I I sent an email to because there are three different release dates in the U.S. right now, depending on which website you look at. So I'm not in, I'm inclined to think it's not coming out next week, but that's MotoGP20. It's going mm. to be a physical release here, so it's a digital code. Boo. In Europe, it was a digital code also, but it came out already. I think it came out this week. But in the U.S., I saw a date for May 5th, which is next week. I saw May 16th and May 22nd. So I'm trying to get confirmation on which one it is. I think it's going to be pushed out um, to the later dates in May, so we're not even getting that. But then we are getting a new pre-order from Super Rare Games. They just announced it today, yep. and we talked about it briefly, but that is... A little Inferno is getting a physical release through them. It's going to be 5,000 copies. It opens on Thursday. They will have a Steelbook edition option, so you can buy the game on its own or in the triple pack. You could buy the Steelbook with a special sleeve holding uh, the Steelbook and the game on its own or in a triple pack, so you have a few options. Uh, but that's going to be on Thursday. And then on Friday, there is a new game coming from Signature Edition Games. They're going to make a collector's edition for house flipper so if you ever want to <laughs> renovate a house and and do all those kind of handiwork things you can they're going to have a collector's edition that opens up at 12 p.m eastern time on may 8th which is friday and it's cool because um in their in their collector edition you get two enamel pins you get a wrench keychain a custom carpenter's pencil a certificate and the game and i believe it's going to run 49.99 like their other releases uh, so we have that. So we have technically two pre-orders next week and possibly no actual uh, games coming into retail. So money in your wallet, hopefully. I'm surprised you didn't mention – with you, you mentioned the Streets of Rage 4, the collectors, but you didn't mention Brigadine Japan, going version. up for pre-order today. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, so thank, thank you, Barry. So Brigadine is getting a U.S. release exclusively through Limited Run Games. They have a regular and a collector's edition. It's open pre-orders for four weeks. Love it. Uh, in Japan, there is also um, uh, a release of Brigandine, a general release, and that is uh, open for pre-order now, like on, on Amazon Japan and Play Asia. Uh, but if you want U.S., it's going to be through Limited Run. Uh, also, another game that I didn't mention that just showed up for pre-order in Japan is the uh, Bare Knuckle 4, which is Streets of Rage 4, is getting a Japanese retail release. And all first printings are going to come with a CD soundtrack. I just don't know if it's the exact same soundtrack that you could get through Limited Run. Uh, My guess is the tracks are probably going to be very similar. 
I just don't know the number count on each release. So what do you but, think about that, something getting released by a different company in a different yeah, region? So and it's a limited I, item. Yeah, so here's how I see it, and I actually responded to somebody who made the same comment on Twitter when I posted yeah. the Japanese release. I said, you have to remember that to people in Japan, this could be the only way that they're getting the game. This is technically a Japanese region release. As a collector who buys everywhere, yeah, it's technically double-dipping. For somebody who's buying exclusively in their region, now they have a chance to, or maybe they don't even know about Limited Run, they don't buy internationally. So, to me, I'm fine with it. It's just, you know, yeah, I, I understand as as the type of collector I am, I'm going to be buying it twice, but I I really don't see a problem. I mean, to me, that's, I don't know. I I'm doesn't not, bother me. Yeah. It's another region anyway, so it's like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> You're, speaking of, of limited releases now getting retail releases, I'm surprised you also didn't mention Skullgirls Second Encore Who appearing said I on GameStop. Who done? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. You know what's funny? I Bear's like how you're digging. like you forgot about this, and I'm like I'm the one who told people about it. Like <laughs> as soon as I posted it, I you know I shared it with Nintendo, I shared it with Wario 64, I saw on the Discord it went up, but yeah, I was perusing GameStop's website, and lo and behold, in June, Skullgirls Second Encore from Skybound Games is getting a retail release. So you're um, saying you didn't know about the... it. What? So you're saying you didn't know about it, JP. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't say he didn't know about it. I just meant he, he forgot to mention it yet. I'm sorry. There's just so many things. But everyone's asking if the cover's going to be the same. I have a feeling it's going to be. GameStop should have it up tomorrow. They tend to put the pre-order up without an image, and then the next day they put the image up but I'm, I'd be very surprised if Skybound did a, a different cover for retail because when you look at uh, Walking Dead, the fourth season or final season, it was the exact same release that they had on their website versus in store. So I think it's going to be the same one. I think it's just from their like 5,000 minimum quantity that they made. I don't think they ever sold out on their website. So it comes to retail now. Uh, it's only going to be $30. So if you missed out, hopefully you didn't buy it on eBay or if you're about to, you're going to hold off now and just wait another month, uh, but you will have an option to buy it. Barry, did I miss anything else? <laughs> uh, I, as far as I'm aware, no, but uh, but we, we still have to talk about the thing we, we alluded to at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, we do. Why don't, why don't you what, the, uh, talk uh, about that, Barry? The, the, the custom manuals? Barry? No. Oh, no, no, not that one. <laughs> oh, let's that's talk about thing. that. Oh, on, <laughs> on the Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. There was a user or a member in the UK who has an Etsy shop, and he decided to make his cases look a little more full because, as you know, manuals are few and far between nowadays in retail releases. So what he did is he actually made uh, little manuals, fully colored, that have you know notes about the game, uh, the controls, whatnot, and he did it for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. He did it for Animal Crossing. And he did it for uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, so you can buy them on his Etsy website. I think they're really cool. Uh, they look really nice, nice quality. And I do know that as soon as they posted, people were tagging me and, and going like, I'm buying them all. And I'm thinking like, I'm very tempted. Uh, I, the prices, <laughs> you, you bought already? I bought already. I've, I've been talking with him. The, the guy's yeah. name is Rowan Fox Noble. Yeah. And his Etsy store is Rowan FN. R-O-W-A-N-F-N, Nancy. Very nice guy. 
perfect yeah thank you yeah, for super uh cool. hosting that. and um let us know how the quality is barry because i am definitely down to support just like we support yep. uh nintendo who does the mm-hmm. uh reprints of certain sleeves and certain um the, the nintendo case inserts uh in english that are japanese only um, mm-hmm. We support her. Uh, we'll support these people too. It's it's artistic type deal. You know what I mean? Like you got yep. people that just have some really awesome little talents, and some that's yeah. a little simple, easy manual. Now, if it's like a two page printout, I may not. <laughs> get oh no, it, but... it's not. If you look in, it's like a strategy guide. Like okay. if you if you actually go to his page, and like for example, if you look at the Zelda one, mm-hmm. um, he actually has pages showing like the main quest with like checkpoints with all the different stats, the Shikin Towers, all the locations. Uh, then he goes to, like, the different, like, the Akala region, all the different shrine names that are there, all side quests that are in that region, the, you know, you know the Korok Seeds, you could check off which ones you have, etc. So it's almost like a mini guidebook as well as a manual. See, so that, yeah. to me, is super cool then. Like, I didn't know if it was just a couple pages or not, but, like, if it's that in-depth per one, like, I'm going to support it too. Uh, make sure yeah. you, sh- you send the uh, link, Barry, to us in the group, and I'll post it to the show notes too, so that way everybody's yep. listening can... Already done. Yeah, yeah I'm, nice. uh, I'm on his Etsy page, and I'm, I'm looking at it now. So it's it's £10 uh, for the Zelda, it's £10 for Animal Crossing, and £8 for Super Mario Odyssey. It's a heavy weight, uh, 10 pounds of yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the... Uh, he doesn't give a page count, and he doesn't number the pages, but yeah, like Barry said, like main quest, the Shrine of Resurrection, the Isolated Plateau, Shika Towers, and then you go into Akala region, and he tells you how many Karak seeds are in each region, and the side quest. I mean, I think I just sold myself on this. All right, adding yeah. to basket. Yeah, the, the Mario one right now, all his pictures just show the controls, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was maybe a moon list um, in there, and Animal Crossing. Uh, it's got like a checklist uh, for all the frogs, all the fish, all the bugs, stuff like that, the different... Uh, some tips, all the different types of uh, tools you can get, the different shops to unlock, even a little space for you to make your own little custom passport um, in the Animal this Crossing is, one. Wow, this is nice. <laughs> That's what I said. That's why I bought them. I thought Add they were really good. <laughs> so we will be supporting you all live on the Playcast <laughs> right yeah, now. I, I have him on my Twitter feed because uh, a member had taken pictures and tagged me. Um, so he, so uh, Rowan. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's, it's at Rowan F N. So R O W A N F N. So he's like, OMG, thank you so much. So you can hear it now. You're gonna hear the typing. But I want to say, like, we just gave you a shout out. On <laughs> he Switch, told us. He on, told us to let him know. So. Switch Mania Playcast episodes, and I may have just bought all three manuals live. Yeah, me too. Send. Okay. So you may hear clip, clicking because I, I want to get these orders in my cart. But yes, uh, they oh, look see, really nice. See, I'm not nice. clicking because I use something called the cell phone, JP, where it doesn't click. You just tap things. Well, you can hear my clicking on the mouse because I'm using a keyboard. He has a 1990s keyboard for all the <laughs> listeners where so you can hear all the click clacking of all his click. <laughs> my, 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 my. All right. So I think, <laughs> I think Animal Crossing is the last one I have to add. So yeah, you know what? I, yeah. I would say if, if, you know, this is a good time for any of our listeners. If you make custom switch-related accessories, items, gadgets, whatnot, let us know. Send, you know, just tag us, reach out to us, let us know, because we love sharing this, uh, your work. I mean, you put yeah. the time and effort into it, it deserves to be shown. So we are more than happy to um, make sure our listeners know about it, and mm-hmm. also my wallet knows about it, too. So <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. It looks really cool. So yeah, it to live. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. So gonna buy these now. <laughs> so the final piece that we have to do that Barry alluded to that I sidetracked him from um, <laughs> was something that Barry told JP and gave him anxiety. And won't right help before me out. I won't help you out. And it you won't it. help us you, out. No offense, you don't need that game. I do. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> you were just like, I look what I found. Boom on the shelf. No, the Switch guy who needs to have it. You're just like, haha, I have the only one in the entire U.S. right now. <laughs> to Barry's defense, like, he, he should assume that JP has everything already. He JP has tells never us seen has me has post it. <laughs> I, I don't see half of what you post because you post too much. <laughs> okay, uh, before we get into that, just really quick. For uh, Roland's work, for his manual, the shipping actually is not bad at all for no. the U.S. It's $4.50, or actually four fifty pounds and then there's sales tax. So all three of them came out to £34.65. I don't think that's too bad, and it's definitely worth uh, supporting you know what's uh, crazy about that though, JP, is that like I had people complaining about how much like some of my books cost, and I'm like, my Switch book's 312 yeah. pages, and it's like 40 bucks plus like nine book shipping. It's the same mm-hmm. price that I just spent on three manuals. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like, just saying. I try to do things affordable. So. <laughs> All right, I just bought them. Yeah. Oh, I already did that. I'm get 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 with the times, JP. Um, so uh, go ahead, Barry. Explain the uh the game that we're alluding yeah, to. Ahead. That JP uh, dropped the ball on. <laughs> so, uh, so we we had this conversation prior to our recording, where JP was letting us know that he had a really cool deal going on because he, you know, JP orders stuff so quickly, um, he gets the Japanese cover to a lot of things. And as a as an English collector, I, I'm a little more picky. Uh, I'm the same person <laughs> who ordered uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, Chocobo Dungeon twice because I got the Japanese and then I found the Asian English. Uh, that's how I found Nintendo because you know I wanted English covers, and uh, so you know the, the games he was looking for. You know I was like, oh yeah, I, I actually hunted those down in English, and and he's like, I need these. These are the last two. I said, oh well, did you get the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games in English? And he's like, there's not in English. It's not an English cover. It's just an English game. I said, no, there's an English cover. He's like, no, there's not. I'm like, I have it. Do you want me to show you? And he's like, yeah. So <laughs> he I showed shows him. us live before we record, and you hear JP's anxiety going through the roof <laughs> on the, the call. I'm just silent right now listening to you both. <laughs> it's, it's so, so I told him, like, this is it. I provided him the eBay link of the seller who I bought it from, who happens to be away, but I at least gave him exactly where I bought it from. And, and he, you know, apparently it's hard to find this cover. I don't know. I, I bought it and I, I stopped looking, you know, and apparently JP wants me to, to give him my copy that I pay like 75 bucks <laughs> for. I will say pay that. for. I, I will you said pay you for. can bring it to my house. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said I, that was I did verbatim. Say, I did not say bring it to, did I say bring it to my house? Yeah. <laughs> I may have said bring it to my house. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> bring it you. Well, you can bring your copy to my house and give it to me. <laughs> yeah, just, and, and, and no, this is, this is my copy. It's not my oh. copy. You mean? It's my so, copy because I'm a collector. <laughs> so the best part was, though, is that like JP and I were both searching. because so I'm like, well, if I find it, I'll get it. Um, the, the eBay store that Barry got it from is on Siesta because of COVID. Um, you got the websites are like, I don't know if it's a bootleg site or whatever, but you like, you can't register on it with 
any type of process, which we tried Google accounts, we tried Facebook accounts. It doesn't want to like let us log in. So like you can't buy the game right now. And it's apparently, according to the website, at least been out at least digitally since July of last year. Um, and there's multiple retailers, but not for this quote unquote English copy. Mm-hmm. And it that's is it says it. English version specifically. Yeah, it yeah. says it even on the spine. <laughs> So I think we should do a quick poll if Barry should sell me his copy. <laughs> so I'm going to do just, just a one-person poll for me. Yes. Well, How about that, Barry? Why don't we put a poll and we'll let, we'll let Twitter verse decide. No. No, you know why? Because you got like 23,000 followers who, who will side with you. Say, no, they could be like, no, let JP suffer. You don't know that. Yo, I know that because they, they don't know who they I like am. Me. You're Swiss Mania like Mafia. Me. They don't know who I am, so they'll be like, I don't care who that Barry person is. I'll help JP because he always posts the stuff I want to see. Listen, Barry, don't make me post your address on social media. Oh, I don't, oh my I don't God. do that. Oh, you want me to do the same in return? I need that game. <laughs> it's getting ugly here on the Switch Mania Playcast after hours. Oh, my God. He's threatening me. Everyone you see this. Whoa, whoa. I meant to send you care packages. Oh, my gosh. You take this the wrong way. Do you you want me to post your address on social media? Yeah, maybe people can send a nicely worded letter saying, please sell it to JP. He's a nice guy. He does so much for the community. Do this one simple thing for him. So JP saying he wants all the listeners to letter bomb (laughs) (sighs) Damn, JP, you're turning mean. His anxiety is turning angry. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Don't cross me. Hey, hey, JP. Well, that, that's the last time I tell you anything. <laughs> so here you heard it here, folks. First of all, if JP will share the information, but God help you if you share any information with him that he doesn't know about. No, he no, no. You. Fair enough. I will share this information. God help you if you show me the case in your hand. <laughs> well, you said to prove it. You thought yeah. I was lying. You I, I, was no, lying. No. I did not think you were lying. I just had never heard of it, and I wanted to see what it looked like. That's all. Well, that's the last time I show you anything. <laughs> so, JP, do you want to uh, turn around and and allude to something that we're not going to tell Barry? <laughs> we that's got... true, Barry. <laughs> you, you will rue the day that you did not help me out. My we God, have... you've, been, you've been forewarned. <laughs> I'm just not selling you my copy. Hey, I, you know what? I've actually bought games from you that you yeah. were selling, and I was good about it. So, yeah. so don't, don't cross me. I'm a, I'm a good guy, and I'll buy more. But, but not I've got nothing know. left. I've sold you. it all. No, no, that's not true. I could always find more stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, no, I'm just kidding. Hold on, let me just wipe the, the sad face off my... Kidding, not kidding. Right. I'm I don't kidding, know. not kidding. I don't know. You should let the, the, uh, the listeners decide if you are legit threatening me or not. No, no, so everyone's going to notice on next week's uh, card, it's going to be JP's picture. I'm going to change it and put the smiley face upside down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a frowny. <laughs> <laughs> JP gets uh, he's gonna, he's gonna look I, like the foreman from Damage in Transit. Ah! I, I, I would like to say I did just share uh, Rowan's link, and I mentioned that I bought them live. And somebody said, "Dang, they look mighty nice indeed." I may likely go ahead and buy the three available at a slightly later time this month. So hopefully this brings them some business, which in turn uh, 
which in turn makes him uh, create some more of these because there's enough sure. games that don't have manuals that, you know, if he's going to keep it at this quality, I wouldn't mind adding a few more. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and, thank you. And so the uh, the turnabout is fair play that I alluded to, Barry, um, <laughs> is something freaking huge that JP and I have knowledge of that we can't share, but it is amazing. And listeners, you will be the first ones to find out on the Playcast when we can announce and talk And you know what? That's cool. I'm perfectly fine waiting. I'm a patient (laughs) man. I look forward to it. Uh, Barry, I couldn't hear you over the grinding of your teeth. There was no grinding in my teeth. (laughs) It's grinding so much that the audio was starting to (laughs) turn into Max Headroom on Barry's side. What what also wasn't said is that after this, he said to me, he wanted me to go through my own collection and show him more... Copies that I have the English covers in case there's any more that he doesn't have. And now I'm scared to do that. I'm to do I that. guarantee you, Barry, that there's at least one or two more. No, and there I like not. saying I, that because JP is going to get anxiety. <laughs> I, feel, I feel fairly confident that outside of this Tokyo 2020 English cover, I have them all. Let's do a Switch Mania Playcast uh, gamble. How about yeah. this? How about this? If, if. Barry cannot find one more game that he has that you don't have. He has mm-hmm. to help you find a copy. Not give you I his, but help, help you find a copy. I know I, you are. Because <laughs> you're not sure. holding you to it now. But you got to help you him fear find for your it. Life. I don't know why. I mean, that's just weird. JP well, knows where you live because we know so that he, like a ninja, went in and you're out of your house. Fast, you know, you scare me. You know, you're gone. You know. You know. You know, do you know what I'm learning, and not necessarily with the Tokyo game, but Nintendo Super is a very good indicator. If there's an English cover because a lot of times their Asia releases that they sell that Play Asia also does. Nintendo Super's covers are the English ones yeah, because they're so, located in Singapore. Yeah, which and is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to debate possibly just. Just go through that. I mean, I bought from them. I have no issue. But when I see a game that they announced on their site, I'm going to start doing a little bit more research to see, you know, if the, if the true English cover is coming. Because uh, Dragon, you know, the ones yeah. that you were talking to before about before was Dragon Quest Trilogy One, Two, Three, and Super Kane Magic Zero got true English covers, and I bought the Japanese one. So now I'm I'm trading up for them. But now this Tokyo oh. one, uh, <coughs> when when me. when the Dragon Quest was announced. I actually did pre-order it from Nintendo Soup, and mm-hmm. I got the English cover. Yeah, um, Super Kane Magic Zero, I, I did get on eBay. I specifically looked for the English yeah. cover. I, I opened it up too, and it's the Japanese card. It's just the English cover. I didn't I tell buy you, that like, game yet. I still need it. If you want the Japanese one, I think we nope. talked about this. I have it. Oh no, we talked about Psycho. I have an extra. I have the Japanese ones because I now have obviously. the other one. So I'll sell that to you also. Well, because if I buy the Japanese one, then I gotta get the English one done by Nintendo, which costs me more money. That's true. <laughs> and I'll buy all the ones on eBay. <laughs> and there's an official one, so like I, yeah. I will always go official if I can. If there's no official, yeah. that's when I'll get the Nintendo version, and then I keep the original. So yeah, I put I put the Nintendo in front of the original. It nice. depends because sometimes she'll do uh, interior printing. I haven't had that with any of hers yet. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so let's talk about where we can find each other. Um, well, we can find uh, JP hovering outside Barry's house <laughs> looking yeah. for this game uh, over in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, much. So <sighs> the playcast can be found at HagensAlley.com uh, as well as anywhere that Nintendo Switch podcasts exist. We are about the third or fourth most popular 
podcast for Nintendo Switch out there online, which we thank oh, wow. all the listeners for helping us out with that. We get lots and lots of listeners, and if you enjoy what the heck we do, then definitely let us know by commenting anywhere. Uh, usually, JP will do a um, Twitter post and, po- and uh, post when we have episodes coming mm-hmm. live, and we appreciate anything, any kind of feedback, uh, except for we get it, you're an author, because I am an author. <laughs> but um, I'm available on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley, and I'm at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. You can get the Switch Collector Volume 1 at switchopedia.com, and Saturday is tune in uh we'll be posting it usually on like social media but it'll be switchopedia saturdays it's on my facebook or not not my facebook page but on my youtube channel it's just jeffrey wittenhagen um i'm not too savvy with it but i'm just uh been enjoying streaming and we i will be streaming the game of the week at the beginning and see how long or how far i can get uh what about you barry um, well, provided that I survive the week, um, <laughs> you'll, you'll hear me next week, but you could also find me on Twitter <laughs> at Hawk Hellfire. So please send your love and support from the tyranny that is JP. Um, you could also find me on Facebook and YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. Again, I hope to be around next week and not be killed, but, but I guess we'll see how much this Olympic game means to JP. Speaking of JP, where can they find you when you're not stalking me outside my house? I like to say first, I'm a teddy bear. I'm a nice guy. Wouldn't hurt anybody. What's that game? <laughs> What's that game for the PS3 with the teddy bears that murder people? Oh, um, um, Naughty Bear. Naughty, wait, what naughty about, bear. What about that other one then? Night, Five Nights at Freddy's. I think it's coming to the Switch actually. Yeah, but Naughty okay. Bear is the one you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, where can you find me? So <laughs> jpswitchmania.com for all your reviews and weekly release news. Twitter, JP Switchmania for your minute-by-minute updates of all Switch physical stuff. And then Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube is uh, JP Switchmania. I do have some giveaways going on. We talked about one earlier, which is we're giving away one eShop code of Damage and Transit. The winner will be announced tonight, so depending when you hear this, it may be over. But I am partnering for the next, I want to say, 10 to 12 weeks with PM Studios. And we're going to be doing a giveaway each week. Uh, of one of their physical releases. So right now, we are giving away a copy of Hover, which is uh, the U.S. exclusive is to them. Uh, it's available on their site to buy, but you could win a free copy if you just enter my giveaway. So it is the pinned tweet on my Twitter channel. So enter today. I believe it ends on May 7th, so you still got some time. And then next week, we will do another game. So you know, the week before, we did the Will Collector's Edition. We have now hover and we have a whole big library of their games so stay tuned for those that's awesome and we will see you next week bye have a good one stay safe baby.